Welcome to the Stay Healthy Experience. I am Robert Ferguson, and today, myself and my co-host, Barbara, Chris, BK, we're going to touch on three very cool things. One, we're going to show you how to make a fat-burning meal with four ingredients. Two, we're going to talk about the dangers of avoiding gluten when you don't have celiac disease and exactly what is that. And then we're going to bring it home and we're going to talk about how to transition from keto or low carb to eating carbs without gaining the weight back and continuing to lose the weight. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Stay Healthy Experience. And as I said in the very beginning of the show, I have a co-host and her name is Barbara Kristen. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hey, Robert. I'm good. <laughs> now, as I enjoy my cup of coffee before we jump into the show, yes. um, I, I feel like I haven't seen you forever. I know. And you're it's like seconds away. I, well, Actually, poor. you had a birthday also. I know. I and did. I haven't even had a chance to like give you your birthday present. I, I know. So it's been I, I was like hit and move. I was here that day. Right. Actually, the do you day think, of my Barbara, birthday. Do you think? <laughs> Busy girl. Busy girl. <laughs> but so what are some of your updates? What's what's going on? I know oh you got gosh. a lot of clients and you're busy, but what's yeah. happening? Um, OK, so I think the biggest one, it's not even a, well, it's about me. Kind of one person removed my son. He um, he's been working on his pilot's license. He did. He completed his groundwork. The uh, all the like the precursor stuff. He worked on that for about four months and then this past weekend, he went up in the air with uh, an instructor for the first time. He got to fly a little bit, um, got to taxi, and uh, it was a huge, huge deal. Oh, I mean, I'm nervous thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. So, I can't I mean, even imagine. Yeah. So that's been really good. Like I, like you said, I've turned 48, which is crazy. As my Wow, son, like, you're sharing your age. Yeah. So you're 48. I'm 48. Oh, well, I thought you were 52. I, well, <laughs> my, son, my son says I'm 148. So, okay. yeah. And I'm just playing people. So yeah, some people but, are like, Robert is so mean. He's this. I, I can't believe he thought she was older. I know. Like, wow. She's like but no, that's, aging hard. That, isn't that like a sign of seeing that your kids literally are about to fly away? It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I believe so, I can fly. <laughs> it was so nerve wracking. And that morning, it was cloudy in Camarillo, and I thought for sure they're going to cancel. They have to. They have to cancel. That would make it very nerve wracking. Yeah, but you know they went for it, and um, and so he actually didn't want me there at first. He, of course, I told him I was going to be there. There's nowhere else I would be. But he thought that maybe it'd be too much pressure if I was there. So I, ca- I came after, like about 20 minutes later, kind of snuck in and. My mom and his other grandma were there, and but it was good. It was a really well, congratulations. Good, yeah, I mean that was that's a moment that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I have it on video and All right, everything. Well, make sure you give us some video so we can show people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Barbara, what I want to mm-hmm. do is show people how to make a fat burning meal because mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time mm-hmm. with four ingredients. Ooh. And also, I want them to learn about labels as it pertains to yogurt. Mm-hmm. Now, the disclaimer is you know we have to say this. If you don't like yogurt, then don't be all <laughs> upset and bent going, I don't like yogurt. Learn what we're about to say because it can apply to other things. Right. Right. So what I have is I have Greek yogurt. Yep. Now, the Greek yogurt that I got is Fahe, mm-hmm. uh, 0% fat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's 5% fat, 2% fat, 1% fat, 3% <laughs> fat. Just get the yogurt that you want. Right. I have to say that. Okay. Okay, this is Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. and then I just bought this. It's a non-dairy yogurt, and it could it doesn't have to be non-dairy, but it's a uh, yogurt that looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And this is a regular yogurt. It's not Greek. So right. when it's not uh, Greek, how do you refer to it? 
Oh, just plain just, yogurt. I, just, I think I just call it, yeah, I just call it yogurt. Okay, so plain yogurt. So now mm-hmm. people at home are like, okay, is there a difference? There's a huge difference. Yeah. So with the Diet Free Life method, Greek yogurt mm-hmm. is considered a protein source. Yes. Regular yogurt that's not Greek yogurt is a fast carb that's right. source. When you take a protein and a fast carb, mm-hmm. like a steak and a potato, right, or chicken and rice, mm-hmm. when they come together, you've created a fat burning meal. Yeah. Now on the label, I just grabbed this container. Yeah. Um, the Greek yogurt. This has let's see here, uh, eighteen grams of protein. In that. Yes. Okay. So eighteen grams of protein mm-hmm. and only five grams of total carbs. So it has more protein, then, therefore it's a protein source. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a label lesson. Okay. Yeah. Then the other one, this is not Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a total of, let's see, I'm going to do the protein first, six grams of protein Okay. compared to 18 grams of protein. Right. Huge difference. It has 18 grams of carbs mm-hmm. compared to five grams of carbs. See, if you notice, it's totally flip-flop. flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have your protein and then you have your regular yogurt. Right. OK. So and I take it those are just one serving each. Right. Yeah. So a serving would be about a cup. Mm-hmm. It's a little light, actually. Yeah. Compared to what a real cup would. Be. Yeah. That looks a little small. It's kind of, it's kind of right there. So what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to take my protein. OK. And you guys, they can't see can this. Can they see it? Oh, they, they can see it. Yeah. They can kind of see it. So all I did is I took my protein and I put it in my bowl. Yep. This is my Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Okay. The one with the higher protein. Yes. This is the first (laughs) ingredient. Yes. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is open up my regular yogurt, Mm -hmm. which is not Greek yogurt. So it's a fast carb. Right. It's got more carbs. It's got more carbs. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to pour it on top. Oh, that's a good idea. Man, you stick with me. (laughs) You'll learn some things. Okay. So what I've done here is I took the strawberry yogurt mm-hmm. and I have put it and mixed it with the Greek yogurt. Right. So a protein and, and a fast, fast carb. carb have just come together. Nice. They have a relationship now. <laughs> this is a fat-burning meal by itself, mm-hmm. but I'm not done. Which Because ahead. when you have your fast carb mm-hmm. and your protein, there's room for a slow carb. Yes. Right, which we call a bonus because you don't have to have it. Right. And so I got blueberries. Nice. So I'm going to sprinkle about a cup of blueberries in there. so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to eat while you tell us about what? celiac today. <laughs> okay. So now what I've done, I have a protein, a mm-hmm. fast carb, and a slow carb. The bone is slow. Yes. Yeah. And this is a meal. I could be done. Mm-hmm. And where a lot of the, the, the good taste is coming from is the plain yogurt, the regular yogurt. Right. That's sweetened. It has, yes. Right? It's higher in carbs. Yes. So one of the things I like is I like honey and I like maple syrup. Okay. So syrup is a condiment. Right. Which I just messed up the spoon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a tablespoon. I <laughs> feel like I'm having a drink. That's about right. And nice. I just created a fat burning meal. Mm-hmm. And what could I add? So that was four ingredients. Right. So what could I add to make? What's another ingredient I could add to this? You could add a fat. All right. Oh. You win a prize. Yeah, like I nuts could, or something like, like that. Nuts. Mm-hmm. People like to add walnuts, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, sunflower, uh, seed, or, uh, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, pumpkin seeds yeah. which is one of my other favorites. Chopped up almonds. And I mixed this together mm-hmm. and I just created a fat burning meal. 
That's so good. And if you were taking a photo of this, you'd be real close to I, it. I do. I like to get it. I like to get it close so you can see the, all the nooks and crannies mm. in there. Oh man! And, and if then, somebody does not like this, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, if you're lactose intolerant, right? But there's Greek yogurt that does not have lactose in it. Oh, and there's yeah. plain yogurt that's lactose free. So you can, you so just gotta you look. Can, you just gotta look. Yeah, you gotta look you at gotta the label. The work. That looks so good. Now I would have put a little cinnamon on top too. And you can put a little cinnamon on top. Uh-huh. But that's the simplicity of making a fat burning. Yeah, meal. that's a good idea. I've, I gotta say, I've seen a lot of variations with yogurt, and I haven't seen it with the Greek and the regular. Well, that's good. As we start doing these cooking segments, yeah. Which you do know that I have some cooking skills. Yeah. Um, everyone's going to be like blown away because sometimes this could be a demonstration of a meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anyone could have this activity. We got questions coming in, Barbara. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh. Got questions. Well, we don't got to look at them. I'm I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm trying to read them. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that. Okay. Um, where it is. All right. And um, I don't know, any thoughts coming to mind that you that you can add on to you know, because one, they understood now the difference between Greek yogurt is a protein. Mm-hmm. Regular yogurt is not Greek, is a fast carb. Right. A protein and a fast carb together creates a fat burning meal mm-hmm. in the right proportions. Right. I feel like I feel like we did. I mean, a that was job. pretty straightforward. And I think that people really enjoy the the those new ideas of how to put things together, because especially clients of mine that are new and they're they're. They really need help with sometimes putting food items together. Like they're so used to, um, I don't know, I think they're just so used to the rigor of maybe previous diets in the past. So they're kind of trained that way to think that it has to be really hard. And when they see something this simple come together, then they realize it's, it's like that aha moment that, oh, it doesn't have to be difficult. Right. It's very simple with literally things in your refrigerator, things in your pantry right now. So you can make a fat burning meal with anything. Yeah. So. And this is a good one. So um, that is a great idea. Uh, another thing that I do sometimes, mm-hmm. like I'm not the biggest fan of cottage cheese, mm-hmm. but at times what I'll do is instead of Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. I will use cottage cheese. I do too. Because they're both a protein. Mm-hmm. And if you take uh, cottage cheese and you take like a flavored yogurt, that's a fast carb, oh. and blend it into the cottage cheese mm-hmm. and then add some berries. Pfft, I, I I actually like cottage cheese too because if you like a little bit of that, almost like a salty taste, mm-hmm. that's a nice diff- It's a nice change up. If you can handle the texture, a lot of times people don't like that texture of the cottage cheese. But yeah, I hear a lot of people complaining about it. I love it. Just eat it. Yeah, no, just, just do. <laughs> yeah. Put it down the stick. All right. So now I want to talk about something. Oh, that is. Um, it actually has me one hundred percent concerned with many people's health okay but in order for us to like get there Mm -hmm. let's just first talk about what celiac disease is Mm -hmm. so in your in your experience and when you like looked into celiac and as you talk to people about celiac Mm -hmm. how do you explain celiac disease well, essentially, it's uh, an autoimmune sensitivity to gluten, that, the protein that's found in what rye, grain, wheat, all that. Mm-hmm. And it brings back, which is really interesting. So, you know, years ago, you know that I worked in aerospace years ago. And so this has got to be close to 15 years. I had a coworker of mine, and not to totally digress, but I had a coworker of mine that for a long time was having all these symptoms of like, I mean, it's kind of gross, but diarrhea. She was always bloated, always had stomach issues. She would go home quite a bit. 
and um, she had been working with uh, kind of like a holistic healer, just not really knowing what was her problem. She just really didn't know. And eventually, I would say after a good year or so, she actually was diagnosed with celiac disease. Mm. So that she had to go gluten-free. And at that time, it was actually kind of difficult to go gluten-free. A lot of the labeling wasn't in place like what we have now. You know, obviously, if you eat out, it was really hard to know what you could eat or or the options that were available to you. But anyway, long story short is, that was my first introduction to what celiac disease was. I had no idea. And was she overweight or? She was not. She she was? No. So what Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. is, well, in my experience, every person I've ever worked with Mm -hmm. who was confirmed uh, with celiac disease Mm -hmm. um, were not overweight. Because you're not absorbing the nutrients, you're not getting the energy. And so right. one of the side effects is, uh, you know, uh, weight loss. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it just happens. You know, that's a good point because at that time, she was probably the thinnest that I've ever seen her. Yeah. I mean, she was active, but she was she was pretty darn thin. And um, But, yeah, she was struggling quite a bit, not feeling well, very lethargic. Um, and turns out that's that's what she had. And, so, um, so people who are have a allergic reaction... Mm-hmm. To gluten, to gluten, which is protein, right, and uh, and it, it causes like all kind of problems. Yeah, inflammation of the small Major. intestine. Um, you could they they show like even you know gr- you know pictures and graphics of just what the in- interior lining of your small intestine looks like and the damage after uh, over time you know to your intestine, which basically like you said it it inhibits absorption of certain nutrients. There's, all kinds of complications that go along with it. But the key thing is that you have to be diagnosed. Yes. I hear a lot of people say that they are gluten. Uh, you have uh, new new terms, gluten sensitive. Yeah. Gluten intolerance. And, and they really don't even know. No. They're just. And that's that's where what we're going to share with people is going to mm-hmm. blow their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew this, mm-hmm. but one in three people that live on the planet mm-hmm. have the gene for uh, celiac disease. Wow. And it takes disruption with the microbiome, mm-hmm. gut bacteria, for that gene to be expressed. Ooh. So there's people, for instance, who will go to Mexico mm-hmm. and they'll drink or eat certain foods and they get Montezuma revenge. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they come back and they end up becoming uh, someone who's diagnosed with celiac disease ah. because it's that disruption that took place in their gut. Right. And then triggered that gene, and now they live with celiac for the wow. rest of their life. And there's all different ways to disrupt. Yeah. You know? And that's just one, because, right, so you come back and mm-hmm. you're sick, and whatever you ate, you've created all kind of, like, damage. Um, right. Uh, disruption in the gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you're more vulnerable, because yeah. now the immune system is, is hindered. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because 70%. And these are things that you and I know, but, you know, let's just, we'll share a little... Uh, uh, Nuggets because so people become like knowledgeable and they get it mm-hmm. right because as we're talking about the microbiome, <clears throat> if at least seventy percent of your immune system is in your microbiome, your gut <laughs> bacteria, that's an important. That's important. It's right. We got to take care of it. Take care of it in, yeah. in a big way. I mean, especially like with COVID. I mean, that's all about yeah. attacking one's immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you get celiac, um, if you ever get it. Mm-hmm. then that's with you for life. There is right. No, there's no cure. There's no cure. Nope. Okay. Not now, but yeah. uh, I believe that somewhere in that microbiome, mm-hmm. 
they're, the, there they're, they're going to come up with the way. Yeah. I think in the next 10, 20 years in our lifetime, mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of amazing things take place. Well, even already, just the in- information that's coming out with research. And there was an article that you just shared in our group. And I've shared it with some of my clients, too, just about um, how certain diets, how they disrupt the microbiome. And there's so much good information out there that there are things you can do. There yes. are things you can do to help yourself and, you know, whether you're gluten tolerant or intolerant or not, you know, things okay. that you can do. But so, anyway. so, so now I'm going to ask, I'm going to set this up by Uh-oh. saying if there was a diet and I don't like using that word, right? We're uh-huh. diet free. But <clears throat> if there was a way of eating that could prevent or reduce the likelihood of a person experiencing heart disease, mm-hmm. do you think people would want that? Hell Yeah. Right. Because heart (laughs) heart disease, which, you know, you reported is the number one, still the number one. Still number one. Mm -hmm. If a person could eat a certain way and they could reduce inflammation and bloating, Mm -hmm. do you think people would want that? Yes. If there is a way to eat and reduce and prevent the likelihood of colon cancer, Mm -hmm. would people want that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, when you restrict yourself from eating Mm-hmm. Fruits and carbs. Right. So let's talk about carbs just for a second. <laughs> Broccoli is a carb. Right. Uh, zucchini is a carb. Yes. Most people, and we've done this over the years, uh-huh. where you do like a seminar and we'll have 20 adults learning about this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we'll have them fill out a little form, a little survey. And they don't see broccoli as a carb. No. They don't see zucchini as a carb. No. Carbs are like pasta. And bread and pizza. Cookies. And cookies. Yes, donuts. (laughs) They almost say carbs. They always say carbs and veggies. Like veggies are a separate thing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with carbs. No. (laughs) It's carbs. Yes. Okay, so if you're doing uh, keto or paleo or some of these Mm -hmm. uh, diets where you restrict yourself from eating fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. carbs. Carbs. What people don't realize is they're setting themselves up for a disrupted microbiome. Mm-hmm. It's proven across the board. Mm-hmm. They're setting themselves up for major problems. Mm-hmm. And I've even had doctors tell me that if someone did like one of these diets where they restrict fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. and let's say they're 25 years old, 30 years old, mm-hmm. this doctor who's an expert gastroenterologist was very clear. He says, I would be surprised if they make it to 60 years old. Wow. Without a heart attack or without experiencing some type of cancer, specifically major problems with their intestinal tract. And that's crazy. And the cool part today, (laughs) as we talk about some of this craziness, is that we're going to share with people that way of eating. Yeah. That can help prevent heart disease and help prevent, Mm -hmm. you know, colon cancer and all the negatives that go with that. But I just want to really lay down the foundation so that people truly get yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, it's so important. And and it still blows my mind that even when you there's information like there are out there like this and that we're sharing, that people still find it so hard to believe that you can do that. They're still they're still so used to the fact that they have to go so extreme to get any kind of results, even at the expense. Like you just kind of rattled off all these things. These negative things that happen um, from doing diets, even at the expense of their own health, they're still just thinking, no, but I have to be extreme. In it's order. got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind. I get it. I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget when I did my very first uh, infomercial. Yeah. The, the, t- the company that I partnered with, 
they were like, hey, do you have any clients that would be willing to give a testimonial? Uh-huh. And I said, oh, yeah, I mean, I got all kind of people. <laughs> so long story short, I think we brought in probably 26 people. Oh, wow. And they would interview them, right? And you're going to use some of that interview and have it on, on the infomercial. Yeah. And they literally aren't feeding these people lines. But they were saying stuff that had the infomercial people blown away. Because people would say, yeah, it's, it's really not a diet. Like, then the next person would come in. No, nah, it's not really a diet. Right. Um, no. And did Robert tell you guys to say it like that? Uh-huh. Uh, no. I, I kind of ate what I ate. I just learned how to eat in the right combinations mm-hmm. and, and lost the weight. Yeah. And so literally the producers were like, because they're so used to coming up with gimmicks and tricks uh, when they're doing an infomercial just to get it sold. And right. And kind of like getting the people to talk a certain way so it seems like it's very exciting or yeah. I got to get involved. Right. But they were speaking the truth. So you don't need the scandal. No. Nope. <laughs> so so here's the part that I'm where my big concern is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my big concern is that people are avoiding gluten mm-hmm. and they don't have celiac disease. Right. So then you would say, what's the problem with that? Mm-hmm. When you cut down on grains and you cut down on oh, the oatmeal, right. and you're not eating bread, mm-hmm. um, it is confirmed that you increase mortality. And you increase the likelihood of you having a heart attack mm-hmm. or experiencing colon cancer. Colon cancer, yeah. Because you're not eating a lot of those foods that used to be part of um, what we consumed. Right. Which played a big role in our microbiome, right. our immune our, system. Or just our intestine, intestinal health, all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the world is changing. You mm-hmm. know, if you go back 50 years, uh, yes, techniques have improved as far as how they can diagnose um, right. Celiac. Mm-hmm. But looking at the data, celiac disease has increased 500% in the last 50 years. 500%? Yes. Jeez. We are creating so much disruption. Mm-hmm. And think about it. You go back 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you didn't have people walking around saying, I have fibromyalgia. You didn't mm-hmm. have all these flare ups and, and fogginess that's taking place, mm-hmm. like brain fog and all these things. That That's a big one, the brain fog. All of that goes back to the disruption that takes place in the microbiome. Mm. All of it. So to that's help people get it, and you can pull me back at any time, Barbara. No. Or you can good. add, of course, because your insight is, is very valuable and um, the story about your friend kind of perfect setup yeah. for what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But if we looked at how we can help people, mm-hmm. we got to look at these three things, prebiotics, probiotics, mm-hmm. and post postbiotics. So what the hell are they? <laughs> <laughs> before, yeah, before, I mean, yeah. It's like, you start to see it like more and more. Oh, uh, yeah, it is everywhere. And I do get a lot of questions about, hey, should I be taking a probiotic? I, you probably get that question all the time, too. I have gotten, <laughs> I'm enjoying, I, know. I have gotten that question for ever since I've been in this space. Should I take a probiotic or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the very beginning, well, many years ago, we had a, a product called a six-day detox drop. Uh-huh. And then there's a 12-day detox drop. But a lot of people over the years have used our detox. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget when we were putting the detox together. Mm-hmm. The goal is to give the body a chance to, like, refresh, reboot. Right, kind of like reset. Um, yeah, reset. Yeah. 
um, using all natural great ingredients, mm-hmm. giving them a nutrition plan. So the integrity of the diet for your life method is still in place. Right. You're still eating. You're still eating. <laughs> yes. But it's called detox. Yeah. And in our literature, real small print, we encourage people to take a probiotic oh. after they're done with the detox. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like if you take the antibiotics. Right. They tell and you. you you clean out some of the good, healthy bacteria right. and you want to replenish it. Right. Right. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. And um, fast forward three years ago, mm-hmm. a study that you've read mm-hmm. comes out, legit journal, mm-hmm. and they looked at people taking a prebiotic, um, or not not a prebiotic, a the, um, antibiotic. Antibiotic, yes. They gave all the people the subjects antibiotics, mm-hmm. and then after they were done with the antibiotics, they had one group take a probiotic, mm-hmm. and then the other group didn't right. take a probiotic. Like a supplement. Mm-hmm. The people who did not take the probiotic had faster recovery with their gut yeah. than the people who took the probiotic. That, interesting. So everything we've been told <laughs> about probiotics after antibiotics is not true. Right. That was that 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 study was mind blowing again. Just like <laughs> and, and you know when we shared that when I shared that with the mm-hmm. coaches, I don't think they really are paying attention to what that is saying. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you just said that that was something that we just kind of knew. It was almost like tribal knowledge as far as, Hey, if you take a, if you take antibiotics, make sure you eat yogurt, get some, or get some probiotics in there, whatever it may be at the same time. And, and it's, it's not, not so good. <laughs> yeah, It's not true. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone, you know, catches this show, mm-hmm. you know, we'll make the link to that study. Uh, we'll put it on, in the comments, mm-hmm. but that right there should make the whole country stop. Right. Listen and go, okay, what did you just say? Like, what the hell? I said that when you take antibiotics, mm-hmm. it's not to your benefit to take a probiotic mm-hmm. after you have taken antibiotics. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your gut healthier faster, mm-hmm. then you eat you regular food. Regular food. And it will repopulate it mm-hmm. that microbiome yeah. faster which means your immune system is stronger, faster. Right. Ah. I know. <laughs> faster. No, it's true, though, that it's just that study was so, for me, it was really, it was eye-opening. Yeah. And it, so much good information to share with you know, our listeners and my clients and answering that, just that, that question of, of just overly, or the repeated question of probiotics and which ones, and, and here's, which one to take. You and know? here's the thing that just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And it it bothered me when I first saw that study. Mm-hmm. It's all the people that I have told over the years to take a probiotic after they t- have or take antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I gave them wrong information. Right. Now, hopefully no one died. We'll never know. <laughs> but it was the norm. What everyone is it, like is I said, saying. it yeah. was it really was. So. Um, so what do you do? Well, it goes back to the number one way of eating to help with preventing heart disease. The number one way of eating to help uh, prevent colon cancer. The number one uh, way of eating to improve your gut so you don't have as much inflammation and mm-hmm. you don't have like all of this swelling and bloating right. and brain fog. Yeah. What is that? Well, it helps to know what a prebiotic is. Mm-hmm. Saying it again, people. Prebiotic. I'm about to preach. <laughs> a prebiotic, uh-huh. a probiotic, mm-hmm. and a postbiotic. Postbiotic. Okay, so I don't want you to be you. I want you to be the people, most people who are watching. Yeah. 
So think of one of your clients who doesn't have the nutrition knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And just answer how you believe they may answer. How, okay. <laughs> okay. So let's start with a postbiotic or a post- probiotic. Sorry. Oh, okay. Pro. Probiotic. So that's the one that everyone thinks of yogurt. They think of kefir. They think of, you know, eating uh, fermented foods. Mm-hmm. Probiotic. Yeah. So when, when, if I came to you and I said, say, what's a probiotic? And do you take them? I think most people would answer, they wouldn't know what a, they wouldn't really know what a probiotic is. They might be able to answer generally like, oh, I think those are some of the foods that are out there. Like you said, some of the fermented foods, but they wouldn't have a good understanding of what the heck it is. So we're going to set the stage. A probiotic literally means pro for biotic Mm -hmm. life. For life. So it's for life. Mm -hmm. It is a live Mm -hmm. uh, bacteria. That lives inside your microbiome, your right. intestinal tract. Yes. And it's all over us. Right. right? There's but for the most part, we're, yeah, of we're them. talking <laughs> inside. Yeah. So it's live bacteria. Yes. So when you make, um, say, kefir mm-hmm. or miso soup or um, cabbage that turns into kimchi. Right. Right. Uh, That's the word I was looking for. Kimchi. What's the the sauerkraut? Mm -hmm. That's all fermented. Right. Right. So there's live bacteria in there Mm -hmm. that resembles close to or is the same as the bacteria that we have inside. In the gut. Yeah. So the way I teach my kids about this, Mm -hmm. I go live plus live helps you thrive. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and that's a, a really good idea because I think people ha- have a hard time seeing the fact that some of their foods have this good bacteria in them, right? Right. They're just thinking like that bacteria is like, Ugh, you don't want that, but there's actual good bacteria. Well, that's how they, yeah. you know, they made it possible to make it through winters, right? Yeah. Is they discovered how to ferment food mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, when they didn't have happen. access to food. They could go and open up that jar or mm-hmm. dig up under certain things. And, it wasn't rotten. And there it was. <laughs> right? right, yeah. So so think of, so your pro, uh, probiotic is mm-hmm. live bacteria. Right. Now, you can eat probiotics, like kimchi and, mm-hmm. and all these things, or you can uh, get a supplement. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't know what's really in the supplement. We don't. Right. So I'm not counting on a supplement mm-hmm. for my my live bacteria in my gut. Right. Better off just eating. Right. Yeah. So if you didn't have access to fermented foods, mm-hmm. think about it. Because not everyone ate kimchi. Nope. Not everyone ate you sauerkraut. Know, sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. If you don't have access to eating those things, I can get how the average person would go, okay, take a probiotic. And there's nothing wrong with taking a probiotic. Right. I'm not against that at all. Mm-hmm. I have many clients who take probiotics daily. But I also make sure they understand the importance of how you get your probiotic to thrive without taking a supplement mm-hmm. and without eating fermented food. Right. So if I said, Barbara, do you know how to get your your healthy gut bacteria to thrive uh, without eating fermented food or taking a, a probiotic supplement? What would Barbara say? What would I say? Yes. I would say eat a variety of vegetables and fruit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what if it's not Barbara? Oh, if it's not Barbara? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, they would say, I, I really don't know. Help me. I don't, okay. I don't know. So you want to feed your probiotics. <laughs> you want to feed your healthy gut bacteria. Yeah. And you do that with prebiotics. Prebiotics. So, so that's, a no, that's one for sure. I know a lot of people don't know what that right. is. So prebiotics yeah. 
are certain fibers, mm-hmm. and if you're eating a variety of uh, fruit and vegetables, mm-hmm. you're getting that, mm-hmm. right? Like a banana has inulin in it, which is a dietary fiber that can make itself make its way all the way through the stomach, all the way through the small intestine, get to the large intestine, and it kind of like gets kind of digs in there, <laughs> and then your gut bacteria takes that mm-hmm. and starts chewing on it and and just eating, and it's happy. Yes. <laughs> And it then helps create a whole bunch of healthy stuff inside of the gut. Mm -hmm. And that impacts other areas of the body. Right. Right? Yes. So prebiotics feed the probiotic. You guys got that? And then the probiotic with the prebiotic create the postbiotic. That's a new one. Postbiotic. So you you don't take a supplement that's a postbiotic. A postbiotic comes about once the prebiotic gets in there with the probiotic mm-hmm. and then they create this this postbiotic which is called uh, short chain fatty acids and one of the short chain fatty acids and they study a lot of them is mm-hmm. butrate that fatty acid helps with uh, Alzheimer's it helps prevent oh, wow. colon cancer it helps with like uh, reversing type 2 diabetes mm. it helps people like tighten up their guts so they don't have what people call leaky gut mm-hmm. and all the negatives that go with that oh okay but if you don't follow that chain if you're not getting the fruits and the vegetables to get inside to the colon to then create these short chain fatty acids right then you lose out on a whole bunch right so you're creating all these gaps yes. in our natural just our natural system yep and so mm-hmm. think about the person who's avoiding gluten but they don't have celiac they're also avoiding resistant starch mm-hmm. which is very uh, it's like it's all it's like a prebiotic itself mm-hmm. right so if i eat a white potato yeah then that white potato has resistant starch in it and that's going to get into my gut and it's going to help me create more short chain fatty acids. Mm-hmm. It's a win win. Yeah. See, people just don't even realize that they're they're thinking they're thinking they're doing something good. You know, trying they're trying to lose weight or they're whatever it is they may you know, trying to do, lose weight. Or maybe they think they have celiac disease and they don't. And they're thinking that they're doing the right thing and they're actually creating more problems. Yes. And it's like a lot of people who avoid think of all the people who avoid the white potato. They avoid the grains. They avoid the barley. They're not eating the bread, right? Sourdough bread also has resistant starch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So by eating that, it's good on the blood sugar and it's good on your like gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. But you're avoiding it. You're not eating all these things that creates this culture inside of us right. that helps us be healthy. Right. So why am I avoiding the things that are <laughs> helping me that are 100% associated with and are part of the causation for mm-hmm. heart disease and a lot of the challenges that people experience. Yeah. I mean. I think that's the danger of when you are you get a little bit of information. I should eat every time we do a show. I know, right? I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But that's the danger, I believe, of getting a little bit of information and just, you know, misapplying it. That's not a good word. But, you know misdiagnosing or trying to diagnose yourself with something with just a little bit of information and it does more harm than good you know people think that oh I should well I should do that so and so lost so much weight by avoiding all carbs and maybe that's because I have celiac disease too maybe I should do it too and, and drop that weight and they're thinking um, you know they're doing the right thing and just that little bit of information is doing so much more damage than they even realize right they have no idea Mm-mm. and I would have to say <clears throat> if not 
I would say most, if not every single one of my clients, when they come in, they do have this preconceived notion of carbs just in general are bad. And when I ask them about, you know, when I, when I kind of quiz them, I think, you know, when you eat healthy, what does that kind of look like to you at the very start? And majority of the time, they always just say that basically they're eating without carbs. That's their idea of healthy. Now, can you lose weight doing that? Yeah. Yeah. But if you restrict the <clears throat> fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. you have set yourself up for all those other problems. Yeah. And what's even, I think, the deal breaker for them once they realize what they're doing is the fact that it's not sustainable just as a lifestyle. That they can do that for a short amount of time. They can cut certain you know, food groups out for whatever, a month, some, some short term. And uh, but once they go back to how they really enjoy living and the foods that they really like to eat, they they gain it all back. Yeah, they still don't know because they still don't know if they're after doing that type of a diet. They still don't know how to eat the way or eat the foods that they like to eat, but in a way that they can optimize for their own health. Exactly. So, right. Which is variety. So the mm-hmm. the one thing that we know in the space of your immune system, mm-hmm. your microbiome. Yeah is that the more diverse it is, mm-hmm. the healthier you are. Yeah. And the only way it can be diverse is if you take in a diversity or mm-hmm. a variety of different foods yeah. that are fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes more diverse. Mm-hmm. Like in the States, we have what women consuming, the goal is getting them to do 25 grams of dietary fiber a day, men up to like 38, I think, grams. Mm-hmm. And there's countries where people have amazingly beautiful microbiomes and they're consuming 100 grams of dietary fiber a day. Wow. And they're out on the mist, right? Because you pick up a lot of this health by being in nature and being around people. Mm -hmm. Now we are in a culture where people (laughs) are avoiding uh, fruits and vegetables. Yep. Um, They're avoiding like all these things that would be helping them. Mm -hmm. And we wonder why more and more and more people Mm -hmm. have these autoimmune challenges. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing with clients in the last couple of months is like I, I have, let's say out of 100 people, around 5 to 7% of the people in the first 28 days are dropping about five inches off their waist. Wow. DD's one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there are seven right now that come to mind, five inches. There's a lot of them, uh, four, uh, four inches, two, three Everybody's dropping inches in the waist. My, yeah, my latest, or I say my newest um, carb threshold client, um, after a week, her, her waist had gone down a, an inch. And she even said that she got out of bed and, you know, when she got up and saw herself in the mirror, she thought, I look different after a week. See, that's, that's good. Yeah. You know, you have that moment when you look in the mirror one day. Yeah. And you see your parents. <laughs> you're like damn it like I, I, mean- <laughs> I literally looked in the mirror this morning after I worked out uh-huh. I got out of the shower and I didn't have a bad moment like seeing my did seeing my dad and me did you flex no I looked <laughs> and I noticed that my butt didn't it didn't have that and I haven't been doing squats oh yeah you gotta do squats you gotta do that and you gotta do hip thrusters oh man I was like wait wait did a minute you, did that- you try to arch your back a little bit yeah I did <laughs> So I was funny. like, wait a minute. That's not my butt. <laughs> so you started squatting. You started squatting right there in the bathroom. Remember what I told you about Faith when she was a baby? Yes. 
was like, come on, Faith. Side to side. Side, side to side. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, that had me crying. I was laughing so hard. Actually, I, I forgot about that. I got to remind her of that. That is such a good story. But no, that's, uh, that, is, that is funny. But so, yeah, so she was down an inch after a week, that client, and feeling good. Um, she definitely was like saying that she was eating more than she thought she could eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we were definitely trying to mix things up for her as far as her vegetables were concerned. Um, but uh, she's been doing great. But yeah, an inch off her waist, and she noticed it right away, right away. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I think that bringing that up, why don't we transition to um, how, how we can help people get off keto? Oh, that's a good one. Because oh, uh, we have about a good 10 minutes. Okay. Let's and, do this. Um, <clears throat> because, I mean, not mo- most people aren't doing keto, like scientific keto. They're doing low carb. Right. Like okay. down to the whatever, the, like you said, the defined low, yeah. low car, low um, or keto style diet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. I have a lady who did, um, who I'm working with right now, mm-hmm. who was in a study for keto. And so oh. all her meals for a year were provided. Oh. Uh, scientific keto clinical study, and she did not lose weight. Wow. She got on board with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we in the first eight days, she dropped weight. And then she's dropped weight again. Mm-hmm. And she's eating carbs. Oh, my goodness. She so, did that. I'm sorry, I have to back up. She did that for a year? She did uh, the keto study for a full year. Wow. And, you know, so she realized, I said, look. <clears throat> and and this is how we help people, you mm-hmm. guys. If if you're on keto and you want to get back to life, <laughs> then reach out to one of our coaches, Barbara, mm-hmm. myself, and we can help you step mm-hmm. by step. And you don't have to panic. So I had someone who mm-hmm. was doing keto mm-hmm. and they just completed their first seven days. Okay. Okay. So they're uh, in that first seven days, they dropped an inch in her waist. Mm-hmm. You're going to find this interesting. She drops an inch in her waist. Her body fat went down about 4%. What? Okay. In, in one week. But her weight went up one pound. Mm-hmm. So the reason that happened, and she was in panic mode. She goes, oh, I can't believe it. Ah. Freaking out. For those of you, if you're doing keto, low carb, if you're doing... Um, Anything like that, right, where mm-hmm. you're restricting and staying away from food groups. When you bring in some of those things and you become more active, she also became more active. Okay, so she started exercising. Started exercising, mm-hmm. and she said, I said, so how do you feel? So the first thing on the phone, I said, how do you feel? She goes, well, the, my weight went up. I go, that's not what I asked you. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. She was fixated on the scale. Yes. I said, let's look at everything. So her glucose levels were a little elevated. So we're going to be watching that. Okay. And so I explained to her what that meant. Um, we'll do that on another show. Yeah, guys. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, her body fat dropped. I said, wow, look at your body fat. And I said, and you dropped an inch in your waist, but you're a pound heavier on the scale. I said, think <laughs> about that. So what happens is when you're not consuming an adequate amount of carbs regularly, mm-hmm. your body is deficient in carbs being stored mm-hmm. in your muscles. Mm-hmm. So I'm only going to talk muscles, not the liver. You have about 2,000 calories that are stored in your muscles in the form of glycogen, carbs Mm -hmm. stored in your muscles. For every gram that's stored in your muscles uh, of carbs, Mm -hmm. you have three grams of water attached to it. Mm. So she was deficient in carbs. So now her muscles are full. Her muscles are holding more water. More water. So she is smaller because muscle is more dense. Right. 
And she goes, well, well, what does that mean? But the scale. <laughs> I said, you look, look at your. So when you when your muscles are holding more water, that's why your body fat dropped. Because your muscles were full. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if, we, if you drink a whole bunch of water mm-hmm. and then step on the scale. Yeah. Your fat doesn't go up. Exactly. You're, you're holding more mass. So your percentage will be down even though you may weigh more on the scale. Right. And I know there's some math people going, can he explain that one more time? And right. I, no, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> so after I explained that to her, I said, all right, so you got it. You have momentum right now. Yeah. So you're going to see the scale go down. Uh-huh. And we got your body like feeling strong again. Yeah. And when she finally could breathe, she said, all right, I feel great. I really do. My energy's better. I don't have that brain fog. Yep. And for those who are listening, because we didn't say it earlier, it doesn't take years or months to, to get your microbiome healthier. Mm-hmm. On average, I mean, you can see major changes in seven days. In a month, you definitely can repopulate it. For and, sure. And have it thriving. Yeah. And three months later, you got everything fixing itself on the inside. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have the same inflammation, medications. I don't really need that mm-hmm. as, as much. Everything starts to get better. Yeah, comes together full circle or starts to at least, right? And, yes. And I'm glad that she actually answered your question about how you asked her, how, she, how do you feel? So she finally was she able finally. to let that go and actually answer the question. Yep. Because that's the one of the key things that you said all the things that all of my clients will share, especially early on in working together is they don't have that brain fog. That's probably one of the mm-hmm. top ones that I get. Their energy is so much better um, and they're feeling good. And they, they just, they don't, they can't really put their finger on it at that time, but they just feel good. That is a huge win oh, right huge. there. And you know, for those who are with us this whole time, mm-hmm. short chain fatty acids can cross the blood brain barrier and are direct um, directly related to uh, helping le- uh, leaky brain, same as leaky gut. Oh, so that brain fog can go away. Mm. If you're not eating fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. then you can't do that. <laughs> you're gonna be leaking. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I mean that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, so wow. so, what would you share to help people get a glimpse or an idea of how we help people transition from keto or low carb back to carbs? and still keep getting results? Mm, that's a really good question. So I would first say that that they don't have to panic mm-hmm. because you said that at the start, that most people, if they're coming off of a low carb and they had, they experienced some results, maybe they're putting the weight back on, but they in their mind, they just visualize the fact that they did low carb or keto and they got results. So you, when you start talking about the fact that, hey, we can start incorporating certain kinds of foods that they were avoided in the past, they panic. So like I said, not to panic. We do it in a way that's obviously um, is tailored to the person, you know, so depending on, you know, their age, you know, the activity level, all that, it's all very tailored to them. But I would just share that um, we introduce it in a stepwise manner, right? We, we teach them how we go over the foods that they like, right? So that it's not forcing them to eat something that they don't like to eat. We go over the foods that they like and we show them and I show them as a coach how to optimize based on the portions and then how to combine it so that the way that they're combining their foods, the way that they're portioning their foods, um, they can still stay on track. Is that, is that no, I mean, I mean, it makes, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to give away the, the milk. Right. Uh, or the farm. The farm. But the, the idea is that we know how to take people in by the hand. Yes. And get them set up. And as they get set up to be successful, mm-hmm. they learn along the way. Right. And... When you learn along the way, right, then you become more empowered Mm -hmm. and then you become you. 
They yes. become me. Mm-hmm. What I call a prosumer. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. as someone who's not going to become a nutrition or weight loss coach, mm-hmm. but they want to know what we know. Exactly. And when that's the case, that, there you go. Yeah. You said it right. They're empowered. They're, They're empowered. empowered to eat the foods they like, where they like to eat when they like to or when they travel whatever it is but they're empowered to eat in a way that still is optimal for their health right and for their goals so right what do we get from today <laughs> one we know what a, we have a better understanding of what a prebiotic is yep so it's the dietary fiber that you're consuming and as a result of consuming it then with you're feeding the probiotic the live bacteria that you have mm-hmm. which then is going to uh, create the production of short chain fatty acids, the post. which are the post, um, the postbiotics. Yeah, and I believe Barbara mm-hmm. that in five, five, ten years from now, yeah. people are going to be talking about um, short chain fatty acids. Uh huh. The same way we got to a place where we talked about trans fatty acids, like it's mm-hmm. going to become uh, common knowledge for the average person. And when they, I think when you understand that and see that, mm-hmm. you want to eat fruits and vegetables. So that not just about being regular, right? <laughs> right which, yeah. is, which is nice. Yeah, it's a good benefit. But to help everything else. Yeah. And who wants to like find out they have colon cancer and it goes back to the fact that they've been avoiding fruits and vegetables for all these years. Yeah. I mean, that talk about just. Oh, no. And I don't want that. No, no way. Yeah. No one wants that. So fruits, vegetables, apple a day, pear a day. Grapefruit, all those things yeah. are made available to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of the plant-based way of eating, mm-hmm. which does not mean avoiding meat. Right. It just means that you're mindful of eating fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You're being mindful. You're being mindful, people! Mindful. <laughs> yeah! Did you finish your yogurt? Uh, I didn't. I know you were probably thinking about it, but now you that's have a good. quick and easy that way that is a great idea okay, i never so remember, thought of combining those two greek yogurt is a protein regular yogurt is not greek it's, it's a, a fast, fast carb and when i grabbed those two i had no idea i didn't look for one that had 18 grams of carbs and 18 grams of protein yeah it just, it just happened to work yeah, out it's a like good that. flip-flop yeah i mean it worked out great yeah uh, but outside of that and you know there's live bacteria in mm-hmm. uh, some of this yogurt not all of it right so you have to look closer and we have to do a, a show on how to, like, what to look for to find out if there's real live bacteria inside. Oh, that'll be a good one. Because not all yogurt has live bacteria in it. And people just go there, oh, I got to get some, I got to get a probiotic. <laughs> and they don't, know, they don't know. The doctors don't explain what to look for. No. They just say, yeah, just, you know, take a probiotic, go get some yogurt or something. Eat that every day. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. And then they get to the store and they're like, what the hell do I buy? I don't even think they think that. No. They just go to the yogurt area and Grab just buy. It. Yeah. This will do. Yep. <laughs> um, no, that was good. That was, a, that was a good share. I like I liked how we uh, had the the visual aids, the food. People love that. Well, that's going to be part of it. I love of, that. That's part of what we're going to We're going to do more. I know. And I can't wait. We're going to set up in the studio. Mm-hmm. So we're going to shoot a whole bunch of cooking segments. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with you and I. Yeah. And then we're going to invite people to come. And be on the show as we cook and talk. How fun. So uh, get ready. Good morning, America. I know. We're coming. That's right. It's Boom. Happening. <laughs> Any last words, Barbara? No, this was great. This is a great share. It's uh, nice to be back in the studio. All right. It's we're back, everyone. Don't call minute. it a comeback. Yeah. We've been here for years. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we went live. Uh, yeah. So I'll see how that worked out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, go from there. But 
Uh, great show. Uh, information for contacting Barbara. Yep. Just go down underneath in the description. You'll see mm-hmm. her website. Mm-hmm. You can also contact me. There's a website. Mm-hmm. You want to learn more about any of our programs, just reach out to us and we will help you out. That's right. For sure. Okay. So as always, Barbara, unless you got some uh, a few words you want to share, are we good? And we're good. I'm good. Okay. So I'm hungry. <laughs> as always, people, we want you to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy.